With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution here with the 244th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Well, the Falcons are, are in the midst of a coaching and general manager search. We're going to title this episode, Blank, Ready to Hit the Reset Button. We're going to go right to the owner here, uh, talk about, uh, discuss Chris Lindstrom, uh, the futures, guys that were signed, a tribute to Matt Schaub, who's retiring. We looked to did a couple of Twitter polls, we'll review those, and then we'll run down the uh, head coaching and general manager candidates here uh, as we get our first Bowtie Chronicles podcast of the offseason rolling. The coaching search is going to, you know, take a lot of our work here the, last, the next couple of weeks. I just used um, Dimitrov and Coach Smith's uh, timelines as, uh, uh, you know, as a guide and light. They were both signed the week before the uh, Super Bowl, before the Senior Bowl. So we're just going to kind of work on that timeline it could be later because if the coaching candidate makes it to the super bowl then it won't be till after the super bowl february which will be february the 7th so let's get right right to uh arthur blaine we're going to go through his opening statement then uh somebody that we all know got the first couple questions so we'll we'll listen to those and discuss and move forward but here is Falcons owner Arthur Blank discussing the future of the Atlanta Falcons. Good afternoon, and uh, wanted to uh, just first make a comment or two to uh, our fans, um, as well as to the media. Um, one, I, I think um, you know us uh, by reputation, you know by reality that uh, a couple of seasons of 7-9 and 14-4-12 is doesn't represent any aspect of um, our goals that were set out in the year 2000-2001 when we acquired the franchise. Uh, it's not our history. It's not, not what we do in any of our businesses. It's not what we do for our football team, for our soccer team, whatever. So we've been to a, a difficult period of time, um, and um, we, uh, we're at a point where we need to make you know a, a, a coaching change or coaching decisions and a general manager decision. Um, I want to thank our fans um, for their support. Um, number one of the last 20 years, but particularly during the last three years, is difficult as as uh, they've been for all of us. And, uh, and I certainly uh, have the feelings and the empathy and the, and the compassion um, and, and uh, probably not the patience that... Um, that I would like to have, but this is not a, this is not a game of patience, it's a game of results, and I understand that fully. 
So um, we've begun this journey now with uh, hiring a new general manager, new uh, new head coach, um, and uh, I know it's going to lead us to a, a very good place. We have a lot of talent on our roster, and we uh, we have um, some holes that have to have to be filled, and we're in a very good position in terms of draft this year. We're picking number four, as most of you probably know already. Um, so we feel good about that, and we have a long list of candidates both general manager and head coach candidates. It's a very diverse slate. It's one that um, that I feel very good about, that our team president and CEO, Rich McKay, along with Abraham Lincoln sitting behind him, they really feel good about as well. He's the third person in on it. If you have any questions for Abe, you can ask Abe to get him to talk. It would be a miracle, but, you know, maybe we can get him to talk. But, uh, so I really want to thank, thank you for that. And also I want to take a moment... Um, and also acknowledge and thank our, our media partners um, who are on the phone because, um, you know, your job is to help tell the story of what we're doing uh, with our, our franchise, what we're doing with our coaching, coaching staff, coaching decisions, et cetera, to analyze every game um, and to help interpret to our fans where we're going directionally, what's good, what's not so good, what needs to be improved upon, et cetera. The only thing that shocks me is that a number of you write pretty regularly about all the things we need to do, but none of you have applied for the head coaching position. So I guess sometimes it's a little bit easier to be on the outside and, and writing as opposed to be on the inside and doing. But um, so if any of you do have uh, that as an aspiration, you're welcome to submit your your um, your CVs too. We'll consider them. But seriously, um, I do thank you uh, for all the time, all the coverage. Um, all the storytelling about not only our game on the field, our results on and off the field, etc., but all the stuff we've been involved in the community-wise, particularly this year with all the social justice questions and issues, the voting registration, the voting rights, getting out to support that, how heavily involved our team has been, our franchise has been. That's something, regardless of the 4-12 record, we feel like in that regard, our record is 16-0. And we've gotten a lot, a lot of great... Uh, uh, storytelling behind our players and everything that they've done and, and I want to thank you for sharing those stories with our fan base as well. So with that, um, let's open up to questions. Um, we uh, will be as transparent as we can be. Um, there are things we can talk about and things we can't talk about. We'll try to talk about whatever we can and share with you um, whatever comments that, we're, you know, that we have that we're able to. So with that, um, I see two friends on the on the screen here, DL and um, good buddy. Uh, so uh, who goes first? DL, usually you go first in all of our press conferences. So I assume the first question is from you. Yep. First questions are from uh, D. Orlando Ledbetter. If you can unmute your mic and uh, address who they're to. Okay, yes. Thank you, David. Uh, for Arthur, um, during this period, have you had time to reflect on how you got here from you know, so fast from being on the brink of the Super Bowl trophy and, and, and to 4-12. and 12. Yeah, I think we, you know, I mean, that's a, it's a very good question. And actually, we've, you know, we've talked about a great, great deal of that internally because, you know, a lot of our talent is still the same. Um, it's changed somewhat, you know, on, on offense, particularly in terms of the offensive line, it's changed a good bit. But we have you know, some of the same young, talented players on defense and, um I think there's a number of factors, um, some of which we can, you know, which we can get our hands around, but most of which we can't. 
Um, I think it's uh, it's not due to lack of effort. It's not due to lack of trying. It's not due to lack of planning on behalf of our you know head coach and coaching staff and our general manager, et cetera. I think we made some mistakes in the draft, which have hurt us, um, in my opinion. I thought we made some mistakes in free agency, which is always uh, very dangerous waters to tread in, um, because you can you can you can pick a lot of you know pick up some really good players, but you also you you know, you're always exposed to some other teams' uh, issues or players' issues that we, we probably uh, may not have fully dimensioned. Um, but I think we are where we are. And I think this year, in fairness, the record is 4-12, but I will tell you that uh, anybody that we played along the way, this is a great credit, really, I think, to Raheem and uh, to the whole coaching staff, even to go back to Dan uh, during the Zero and Five run with him. Uh, is that the players have competed really hard. Um, they've never given up, and whether it be against a team like Kansas City or even Tampa Bay, the score got uh, out of hand at the end, but it was very competitive through the third quarter, and, and uh, guys were fighting and fighting hard, and, and so I, I give them a lot of credit. We had, you guys know the numbers better than I do. It's probably six or seven games. We lost by, by less than by less of the touchdown, uh, by less than a couple of two or three points. In many cases, they were by... One critical play, usually it's two or three plays over the course of the game, but in many cases it's just a single play for us. Um, take the game against Kansas City, if 24 holds on to the ball, the game's over. Um, but that's just an you know, example. But you know, as Bill Parcells used to say, you are what your record is, and it's true. You know, we were 4-12 this year, and two years, seven and nine before that. So the point is that none of that's acceptable. And like everything else in life, what we have to do, what we do do, is do a in-depth self-analysis, take the x-ray machine, examine all the bones, examine every aspect of our body. Uh, those parts that are good and need to be carried forward, we'll do that with. Those parts that uh, need to be changed out, we will change them out. Um, because uh, this is not acceptable. Whatever the reasons are, the results are not acceptable. And this is a results-oriented business, and we understand that totally. And as my second question uh, for Arthur also, uh, what are you looking for in the general manager and the coach, and then how have the uh, the interviews gone that have been completed with the enemy and uh, Morris? Yeah, I, I think the ones we've had so far have gone well, both on the GM side as well as on the coach side. We've got a long uh, list of, of interviews set up over the next uh, week or beyond the next week. Um, as I said earlier, some very good candidates, uh, really, both general manager opportunities and head coach opportunities. I think the ones we've seen so far, I think they've been thoughtful. Uh, they've uh, been thoughtful about our team, what we have to do to get in their view, what we have to do to get where we need to be. So I think, go to the essence of your questions, I think that it's critical, and you're not going to find anybody in the NFL, I think, most businesses, for that matter, we would say that a general manager and head coach uh, should be or could be on different pages. I think it's okay to have different opinions about a variety of things, that they uh, listen to each other respectfully, that they could become good listeners, etc. But whatever they do, they need to do it in collaboration with each other. There needs to be great respect with each other, great respect not only with each other, but with the staff's personnel, coaching, coaching to personnel, etc. So I think that's very important. So they have to see the game the same way. They have to have a similar plan for how do you build a championship team. Um, if you have different plans and you're fighting over the draft, who do you pick, who you don't pick, free agency, who do you pick, who you don't pick, who you chase, who you don't chase. 
etc. So it's very important that they speak the same language, but not always in agreement. Um, there's always room for disagreement, and that's a healthy thing to have in a in, a, in, a, in an organization. So um, we're uh, we're looking at some really good candidates, uh, and again, fortunate. Both coaching wise and GM wise, we have a very diverse set to look at. So, which is a, a real blessing given the emphasis the league and our franchise has in terms of diversity. That was Arthur Blank. Good, uh, good chunk of the uh, interview on Monday. You know, talking about the future of the team. So, yeah, he wanted to thank the fans, the media. And Abe Lincoln, it's a big portrait of Le Abe Lincoln uh, behind Rich McKay at his house. So that was what that was about. Uh, first question about uh, where how they get here so fast. And he, he uh, you know, it was a long answer. He said it was a good question, but he eventually, I think, summed it up when he said we had some misses in free agency and the draft. Uh, and at, at pass rushers specifically, uh, and then maybe along the line to an in free agency with Jamin Brown and Carpenter, and uh, uh, you know maybe in the draft with McGarry. But uh, some good news about the line. Uh, saw this late last night. Uh, one of my football readings. Uh, I get the Pro Football Journal, and they had their. Um, all pro and all NFC, all AFC team. And uh, Falcon Guard, Chris Lindstrom was first team. You know, they go specific by position. Everybody does their, their all pros a little differently. But this is one of the well-respected ones uh, uh, in in the football world. And uh, uh, for him to make a first team at right guard says a lot. What really caught their eye, John Turney and the – the folks over there is that in the Kansas City game, uh, Chris Jones got him once, but he didn't get him any more times, and so they moved him around, and uh, Chris was able to direct, uh, you know, had a um, tough time with Matt Gano over there. Matt Gano had a tough time with him, but, um, yeah, Lindstrom got, that was the only time they said he got beat. So, you know, all that was going on last year. With Matt running for his life and everything, the right guard was pretty pretty solid. So you got you got uh you know two two of the five to build uh, build with, and you know maybe Hennessy could turn into a player, and maybe McGarry can get better, and then you got to find the left guard. But uh, you know you got to up talent on the O line might be um, you know it's got to get better. You got to be able to go forward on fourth and one, third and one, get the short yards. But Chris Lindstrom, Pro Football Journal, first team All-Pro. Third here um, in this edition of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, we will um, discuss the futures. Uh, Kurt Benkirk's important. He's on the list now in light of Matt Schaub's retirement. And um, what I liked is they kept two 300-pound linemen on the list. So... Uh, two 300-pound linemen on the Futures uh, guys who will be on the roster in the new season in March. So that's what I liked about that. Now, uh, Arthur Blake just kind of dropped it in there during the press conference that Matt Schaub was retiring. And Matt's been uh, Matt's 39. He's going to get into broadcasting. Uh, we understand he... Uh, 
you know, was drafted by the Falcons. Uh, then tr- in 2004, uh, then tr- got traded to uh, Houston. You know, he was a good quality backup and got traded to Houston, uh, you know, right before Michael Vick w- went to jail and went on to Houston and become a two-time All-Pro. Two-time All-Pro, went to the playoffs in 2011-2012. They couldn't get over the hump. Arian Foster got hurt one year. They were, you know, right up in the thick of things in the AFC at that time. Uh, But then it kind of went downhill. He spent the year in Oakland, then one year in Baltimore. Then uh, came home here to Atlanta for, for the last four years and, you know, was handy. Came in and played in 14 games. Uh, some mop-up duty, one big start last year where he threw for almost 500 yards. But uh, kudos to Matt Schaub. Job well done. Good luck in retirement and uh, good luck uh, joining the rest of joining the media here in your retirement. So, Twitter polls. We had a couple polls. One was really, really hot. Uh, we don't really do the mailbag thing, but uh, I decided I wanted to read some of the responses here. We had over um, 2,000 in one, in one day, uh, over 2,200 votes in this poll. Uh, we asked the Twitterverse, with Salah and Biennema interviewing today, of the three interviewees so far, who's the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons? So that was Raheem, Eric B., and Sala. And Eric B. was a runaway winner at 77.8%. Sala was second, the San Francisco coordinator, 14.7%. And um, Raheem Morris, 75 Of course, Raheem was interviewed on Friday, Eric on Monday. And then Sala late Monday night uh, got the notice at around 10:30 that his interview was completed. So we'll we'll go into the coaches and general managers here, but let's just I wanted to see some of the um, comments here underneath the poll uh, from some of the from the Twitter folks. Uh, one fan said, "The enemy will have his pick of spots. I doubt it will." B, I doubt he will pick the Falcons. Doubt he will pick the Falcons. Um, next one, large trade. I want, I want EB, but I think we'll end up with Salah. If we go option two, just imagine his walk-up music. <laughs> That's Eric. B. They're referring to. Eric, I put a, a picture of Eric B and Rakim. Uh, Don't sweat the techniques and, and some of their uh, classic uh, hip-hop records. So, yeah, he definitely has some good walk-up music. My money would be on Arthur Smith. He's also been uh, an in, uh, inquiry for uh, him. He's uh, We haven't uh, been able to pin that one down, but he's certainly a name we've been hearing about. Uh, too many defensive HCs. The enemy ends up in Houston with Watson. If Jax goes with Meyer, Urban Meyer, Salah has Detroit ties. Morris will probably be Denver's or San Diego's coach in 2022. So San Diego's open. Well, it's not San Diego. <laughs> then they correct themselves. San Diego doesn't have a football team. <laughs> it's L.A. Um, any reason they haven't requested an interview with Daybolt? What he has done with Josh Allen is super impressive. Uh, I was told that was the number one candidate on the um, coaching market this year. 
in the agent community. And so um, I think he could be interviewed. I haven't seen him doing any, any interviews yet. So um, that might be on the low low. So that might be, we got, might be, uh, you know, fighting through a bunch of smoke screens here early on in the process. Falcons aren't good at doing things that make the most sense. Okay. Left which is the only answer, but they'll probably falcon it up and hire someone like Gus Bradley. Oh, that's mean. Okay, some of you asked about the GM. Well, the answer is simple. They're going to hire the greatest coach GM in history, Bill O'Brien. Okay, that's enough. So, yeah, the Twitter verses, uh, they're out there, man. But I appreciate them taking the time to vote in the poll. Uh, we had another one, too. Um, but it wasn't as many votes on that one. It was only like 700 votes on that one. Uh, but they, they are fired up about the coaching one. Okay, this is about the, okay, what's, what's the best head coaching vacancy? And at the time, I only had four spots in the poll. So it was uh, Falcons, Jaguars, Chargers, Texans. Uh, said with only four spots in the poll, right-in candidates are Lions and Jets. And uh, so that's the six. And they, the, well, I'm, it's the Falcons fans. I'm, you know, that are reading my Twitter pretty clear. They, uh, they uh, was 40.4% Falcons, Jaguars 21.3, Chargers 32.1, and Texans 6.1. And I don't see how many right-ins. One said, voted uh, LAC, but NYJ is pretty good one, too. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers, New York Jets. Gobs of cap space. A top two pick plus picks from Seattle. Great young O-line building block and possibly a good young quarterback. If he can salvage, if, if he can be salvaged by the right guy. They're talking about Sam Darnold. Um, so forth. Chargers by far, you're already set up to win. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what they look like. Um, Chargers, cause young dynamic quarterback. Falcons gonna need major rebuild in my opinion. So the fans are interested. They're all over it, and um, see that on the Twitter Twitter page and uh, and our other digital outlets. So let's just wrap up here. Uh, we heard from the owner, did Chris Lindstrom, talked about the futures, kids. Uh, Matt Schaub retiring. Our Twitter polls on the head coaching situation and the status of the Falcons position. Uh, Mike Cunningham just wrote a column this morning. Go see that on AJC.com. You think they're uh, uh, in a pretty bad place as far as uh, position because of the salary cap and. Uh, uh, you know, their record over the last couple of years. But go read it. I don't want to taint you. And uh, But here where we are. Uh, uh, the end of the 244th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. The Falcons have interviewed Eric uh, Raheem Morris first. I'm keeping in order of the dates of interviews. Uh, Raheem Morris last Friday. Eric B. Enemy on Monday. Uh, Robert Sala on Monday, uh, we heard about the, um, they got the request approved for Joe Brady, the uh, Panthers uh, coordinator from Associated Press Report today. And then late tonight, we um, 
Pro Football Talk reported through a source that Todd Bowles will interview next week. So the NFL media had him on a list earlier that we reported along with um, Stanley uh, and Arthur Smith. So that's where we are with the coaches search. That's seven right there. And no, but no day ball. That's the missing one. So, you know, if they're trying to do a um, switcheroo on us, that's the switch, switcheroo candidate. So, uh, GM, you know, and they, they, the owner said he wants to be transparent. He's going to be able to tell us as much as he can and some stuff he can't tell us. So, that's why we got to keep our head on the swivel when a guy like Dayballs is not on your list. Uh, GM, in order of interviews, Rick Smith. Anthony Robinson, and today on Tuesday, Brad Holmes and Morocco Brown. And we have a little bit of bios on those. Had to get theirs from the Rams and the Colts, respectively. Brad Holmes, both of them are almost 20-year vets in the league. Brad uh, played at um, North Carolina A&T. His dad, Mel Holmes, is a former Pittsburgh Steeler. He has uh, gone up through the ranks and it's uh, uh, been a big part of the Rams' success. Morocco Brown played ball at NC State and uh two-time honorable mention all ACC player. He's uh, been with a few teams with the Browns, with Washington football twice, started as an intern with the Colts, again worked his way up and has been a part of the Colts' rebuild. You know, uh, Quentin Nelson, he knows what good linemen look like. Heck of a pick there. Darius Leonard found him out of South Carolina State. What a great pick that was. And so, you know, all these guys as uh, all these guys have pretty impressive resumes. And it's gonna be up to Arthur Blank to pick the right one to lead the franchise into the future. Uh this collaborative thing he's talking about, when I you know, I was like, Hey, what are you looking for? And so you know, not necessarily like, hey, I'm going to get a GM, you're a GM, you run the scouting department. They're looking for this collaborative thing where they see things together. And He doesn't seem to want his coaches and managers fighting that much. Uh, and, and it's, you know, uh, I guess it could work like that, and, and that's what they're aiming for. So with that, we're going to get on out of here and um, get back to the coaching search, get ready for – Class, I teach at UGA, putting the final touches on the syllabus. And um, we'll keep our head on the swivel for the uh, coaching search here. And then also we're going we're gonna to break down the salary cap for you. You can pretty much tell who's gone and who's not, who's staying and who's going, where they can cut money from, uh, where they can move money from. It's going to be pretty tight. I don't care who the general manager is. He's pretty much, uh, that's going to, you know, the salary cap situation is about the worst uh, thing the Falcons have. They're not really, they don't seem to be too concerned about it, but it is an issue. So with that, let's get on out of here. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with the 244th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Music by DJ Magic. 
In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.